0: Hello, friend, and welcome to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the state of the divine flow as well as any questions I might receive from the human collective consciousness. Enjoy! Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I have recently published my first book called 72 Keys to Manifestation, or An Ancient Path of a Modern-Day Alchemist. It is a step-by-step guide on how to become a master manifester in just 72 days, and a profound, yet easy-to-follow-along path to manifesting anything your heart desires. To find out more info or to get your copy, visit thisismaria.com. It is T H I S I S M A R I Y A.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with My Higher Self. We have an interesting topic today. I felt compelled to talk to you guys about relationships. Definitely one of the important topics for planet earth. One of the topics that is very, very much front and center for the human collective. This is a planet where a lot of souls come to practice relationships of all kinds, uh, partnerships of all kinds. So it all starts, you know, in the family, then graduates from there. So there are a lot of challenges around relationships, um, uh, around building long-lasting relationships. And not only that, but part of that challenge is that human beings are not necessarily great at being able to diagnose how a relationship is going to unfold when meeting someone. Whether that is a romantic partner, whether that is a potential friend, whether that is a potential colleague, co-worker, um, a person you're hiring maybe, anyone, an acquaintance, right? So human beings don't necessarily have a very heightened capacity for figuring out where the relationship is going to go. And I find that, um, you know, it, the reason th- there are a few reasons for that, but one of the main reasons is that Nobody's really doing a diagnostic on the relationship. Nobody's really looking into, you know, how compatible your energies are using the tools that you you all guys have. Um, so I kind of just wanted to shed the lights on, you know, what does it mean to have a relationship with somebody on an energetic level? And we're going to go way beyond the cords. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about how souls, when they're not incarnated, how they perceive each other, um, how they know what the other one is all about, but not only that, how do they figure out who is a good fit or a bad fit for the new mission, you know, for the mission that they're incarnating here with, and how do they select partners, uh, people, relationships for the upcoming incarnation. So essentially, I'm going to talk you through the process a little bit, and then essentially, we would be able to borrow some of the tools that we all use at soul level um, on this third dimensional planet, uh, because I find them to be quite easy and very transferable here. That's that. That's the agenda for the day. And then we'll see if we have time for the questions. Um, and we'll see if we need to keep the short. Sounds like um, a shorter topic, but you never know what comes through, right? I'm doing this in the flow. So uh, sometimes additional information wants to come through at this moment in time. So I'm just going to you know, keep my hand on the pulse, make sure that um, I'm telling you everything that you're requesting in this moment in time. Um, yeah, and I want to make sure that no questions remain unanswered by the end of this. Okay, wonderful. Well, let's dive right in. As I mentioned, human beings don't have a very good capacity at understanding why certain relationships go, go south, and why certain relationships, you know, last them a lifetime, right? Some of these feels either coincidental, you know, some some of this feels like destiny. Um, But sometimes human beings don't really know why like a breakup happens. Um, And they, you know, like they, or that's why the divorce rate is so high, right? Like human beings are just not very good at predicting the future as it comes to relationships. Now, everybody has free will, right? We know this is a planet of free will. So even, right, if you try to diagnose a relationship and all looks really nice and everything really checks out, there is still free will, right? So there is a chance that something is going to go off the rails. It is There is a possibility of that. Let's just say that that pr- probability of possibility is a lot lower if your relationship already has a very nice energetic backbone. So I promised you to tell you, I promised to tell you how souls know each other at, you know, prior to incarnating. So essentially there is no, like in higher Dimensions and higher frequencies, as well as out of body uh, in a disincarnate state. Your energy is really visible to every single being that you come in contact with. So, we as souls don't necessarily get to conceal our energy. From that perspective, we are a little bit like open books at soul level, right? So, any soul you come in contact with is going to know that you are the universe within yourself, and they're going to be able by looking and perceiving your aura they're going to be able to tell what you're all about as a being essentially it's like they would get the moment they come in into your auric field the moment they can they start perceiving your vibration they would know roughly you know what you're all about what level of development you're on what kind of incarnations you've been through maybe not in great detail but kind of like the sum total of your learnings they're going to know what your strengths are, so to say. You know, they're going to know what you excelled at. They're also going to know what are the things that you maybe not, um, may- maybe that are some of your challenging points. So they're going to know all of it. So essentially, I think thinking of every soul as a universe within itself is a very, very good proxy for how for how that perception works because every being is essentially a very multi-layered being, right? We can keep peeling off the layers and there would be more for us to discover about every one of us right now of course when you come in contact with somebody at soul level it things become abundantly and instantly clear to you in other words that read that you do on the other being is instantaneous it does not take time you don't need to take 30 minutes to figure out what the other soul is all about now of course you in that moment at that moment in time are also the universe within yourself. So any type of meeting, any type of the coming together of two or more souls (laughs) creates a connection point. And the interesting part about that interaction is for that moment in time that the two souls are interacting, a third universe is being created. And that third universe is actually a being of its own. And that third universe is not a simple summation of the two universes, of the two beings, but some type of integration of the two. In other words, here 1 plus 1 may equal 10, may equal 0, may equal 8, or may equal 2, right? Essentially, there's no rules, in other words, when two energies come in contact with one another at the level of creation, in higher, you know, in, in higher dimensions, if you will, or outside of the matrix, through any type of interaction of two beings, there is a new space, a new energy space that is being created that would determine the vibrations and the resonance of that interaction, right? So you can think of it in terms of colors, you know, you can think of it in terms of, for instance, one auric field being red and the other auric field being blue and the coming together of them would make purple. You can think of that as the intermingling and intermixing. That is not necessarily going to be wrong, but it's not as linear as just the mixing of the two energies, like I said. The reason being, there are certain qualities a certain energy streaks within souls that really either trigger other souls towards evolution or trigger them in a negative way towards stagnation or some type of like negativity or um, potentially off the path, you know, taking them off the path. In other words, not all energies mix together equally well. In fact, if you look at the totality of existence, certain energies don't mix very well at all. As in they're just so different vibrationally that it's hard for them to intermingle and create any type of integral whole. Other energies really love each other. I don't know, like for instance, the energies of love and the energies of compassion. They're very similar. They really accentuate one another. Some energies cancel each other out, right? Some energies start fighting, you know. In other words, there are many different variants around the interaction of energies within the universe. So when you come in contact with another being, at soul level, essentially what happens is we greet each other upstairs. Upstairs is what I call the soul realm. And instead of giving each other hugs, because we don't really do hugs. Hugging is a very earthly thing to do. We actually touch each other's palms. So one soul would stretch out their energetic palms, you know, if we choose to be human- humanoid in that in that example. Or it would just be, you know, essentially what can be construed as the palms of your hands. And the other being puts their palms on top of the palms of the first soul. And essentially it's palm to palm connection. Which in some ways could be considered a heart to heart connection. Because our palms are have a straight connection to our heart space, right? In that moment in time, through the connective, electricity and magnetism of the two universes of the two beings there is a sphere and a space that is created that is a collective space in that moment in time when that connection is established both of the souls know just exactly how well or not well their energy fields vibe together and in that moment in time at soul level you're able to tell Essentially, everything about the potential of the relationship, about how you would feel in that relationship, is it more of a partnership and similarity, like uh, how similar your energies are versus how contradictory or or antagonistic the energies are, whether you would be good partners for one another, what could potentially be the dominating emotional frequency of your partnership mental frequency of your partnership etc etc and the potential of the relationship as well what i mean by that is you would know exactly if the other being is making your energy stronger is keeping your energy roughly in the same in the same realm of strength or is making your vibrational field weaker right so you would know that instantly there are many reasons for that obviously there are no boundaries for perception at soul level. There is also actually, so if there has been shared experiences for the souls, all of that is instantly remembered through this through establishing the connection through the palms or the heart-to-heart connection, however you want to think about it. Neither one is wrong. So you would essentially also get access to the memory bank of whatever incarnations you've had in the past, or even if you shared similar experiences, right? So in other words, if in any at any point in time, each of you individually incarnated, but you vibrationally felt a very similar emotion, it would create like a shared reality for you or a shared space. For instance, if one soul was a very loving mother and the other soul was a very loving mother in one of the incarnations, or father, it doesn't really matter, right? Bear with me for this analogy. Then that would create similarity, right? And that would, again, create more potential for the souls to commingle and interact very well together. Now, based on what you sense in that moment in time from the other soul, you know exactly what they could be a perfect partner for you. And as you're planning the incarnation, you would go ahead and select souls based on that heart-to-heart, palm-to-palm connection. Right. Now you also never really forget once you've connected to somebody at soul level. Essentially, once you join with that being, you never forget what it felt like, and how your energies interacted in a particular way. Now we all know there are soul families. We all know that you have your soul sisters and soul brothers. We have our immediate soul family. We have our neighboring soul families. We have some remote soul families that we plan incarnations with. Very often when you're going to plan a pillar incarnation or a cornerstone incarnation, in other words, an incarnation that is a very challenging one, or maybe that is like the um, one of the quote-unquote final incarnations, right? Or, um, you know, there is a concept of an incarnation where essentially you go through cycles to learn like a big lesson and you may go through thousands of incarnations, but essentially there is one incarnation that could be labeled a finalizing incarnation. And once you get there, essentially it's like one big test or one big exam that you get into, which tends to be like a very tumultuous life uh, with a lot going on. But um, essentially for these final incarnations, you would tend to go with souls that have been your best partners in, in previous incarnations, right? Um, because you already know who your diehards are, right? And for pillar incarnations, for harder incarnations, you want to make sure you have somebody in your corner. But at the same time, right, we're all here to evolve. We're all here to prog- to progress. We're all here to um, grow. And as such, very often we choose partners that energetically feel suboptimal in one way or another for instance enough people are going to souls are going to go into a relationship with somebody that doesn't make their energy stronger to learn how it feels so that by contrast down the road they would know what actually feels to have a good partner also so they have the full so they could have the full spectrum of that experience from ranging from good to bad right very often a child would select parents that don't vibe with them or parents would select a child that don't vibe with them at all. What I mean by don't vibe. So do you know how you guys use that in your language saying like, I'm just not vibing with that person. I'm just not feeling them. The thing is you're not even lying. This is not like a figure of speech. You actually mean it. So when you're feeling, like when you're meeting somebody and you feel like there's no connection, energetically what happens is this. Your energy fields are so different from one another. It doesn't mean that any any one field is better than the other. They're just different. To such a degree that there is very little in common and there's no common thread. And I've seen a lot of these types of relationships where literally one energy does not intermingle with the other. It's almost like the two beings are separated by like a thin I um, think, a thin, thin, thin piece of transparent glass, whereas they can see each other and they can interact with one another, but they don't necessarily feel the other person because they're behind the glass for them. They're behind a window of some sort, right? Um, And no matter, the funny part is, no matter how hard you work at that relationship, even if you spend your whole life working on that relationship, no matter how much you're trying to, either, from both ends, by the way, right? Both people, both beings can start making an effort. But if there is that separation between them, it's going to be very hard for them to have a close relationship, right? Even after 30, 40, 50 years together or living in the same family or like being a parent and child, right? Where certain relationships, you meet somebody in three minutes, you like feel them, you know them, your best buddies, you're like, this is meant to be, Right? and that is because of how your energies intermingle commingle right that is because of the similarities that you've had etc cetera, etc cetera. so in other words what you have is a tool and that is not just at soul level your soul actually remembers even in this incarnated state it remembers it's like a deep subconscious knowing like reading people reading souls reading their energy is innate to you. It's what you were born with. You just forgot that you're able to do it. It's one of your senses. Make no mistake. You have it. You don't have to work hard at getting it, you know, or open your third eye to make it happen. No, this is what you already have in your toolbox. Make no mistake. So you would be able to read... Any person in your life, any relationship you've ever come into, and understand why the relationship went how it did, or didn't go anywhere at all. Right. Essentially, it's all in the energy field. Right. So again, what matters is not your separate energy and the separate energy of your partner. What matters is how these two universes come together, commingle, intermingle. If they're able, if if your energies are making each other stronger making each other weaker, if they're even able to connect in the first place, if there is enough ground to connect. Now, let's let's take it a notch down, right? Let's take it to this time-space reality instead of the soul level. What's going to be a lot more prevalent here, once you actually start doing the diagnostic, and we're going to talk about that in just in a few minutes, um, you wouldn't be able to actually be a lot more present to whatever lives you've already shared with that person, if so. But uh, let me just maybe try to bring it home for you. Like, what kind of things could you be sensing, right? Like, how could that, you know, once you start sensing people, what could you be sensing? Generally, especially when you start on this path, because obviously, like any muscle, this muscle needs to be trained, right? You all have that innate ability. For some of you the information is just going to be abundant right away and for some of you you're going to just have to you know try and practice this a little bit longer um so neither way is you know right or wrong is just what is right so what kind of information how does it feel right so first you're going to be able to get a vibe of like what does the one plus one feel like right the vibration your collective vibe with someone um why don't we actually, I feel like um, I, I just, why don't we just do that, right? Um, this is going to be very quick, right? This is not going to be an in-depth practice over here. My dear friend, please pardon this quick interruption. If you like our podcast, we ask that you please help us spread the light by leaving a review on Apple Podcast so that more people could discover our content. Thank you so much. Blessed soul. I want you to close your eyes, right? Close your eyes. And I want you to imagine that your best friend is right in front of you. Whoever you consider your best friend, right? If you don't have a best friend, that's cool. You can imagine a friend. If your best friend is, I don't know, no longer alive, or you don't remember ever having a best friend, you can think of whoever is your best friend at soul level. That's cool also, right? So imagine that being in front of you. And now imagine that you're stretching out the palms of your hands towards that person. And your best friend is coming closer to you and placing their palms on your palms. And so you are clasping each other's hands, right? Now I want you to feel into the clasped hands that you, you know, into your clasped hands. And I want you to feel the energy in your palms. It's like the your palms, there's like something's happening. They're starting to either tingle or like you're starting to feel the heat out of nowhere. Or so you feel like some movement in there, maybe. Like there's stuff that's going on in your physical, actual physical palms of your hands, right? There is action in there. Make no mistake, right? And as you're feeling into this, right, essentially you're making a circle with your arms or an oval maybe, right? As your, your arms connect that way. In the middle of that circle is your collective universe. is the collective universe of you and your best friend. I want you to focus, place your attention in the middle of that universe, Right? Almost like as if you could submerge yourself into that energy. As if you were like a little particle of light, right? And now I want you to start feeling into it. Make no mistake. You all are able, capable of feeling into it, right? Now, granted, we picked your best friend, so I'm sure it's a good relationship, right? We didn't pick a dysfunctional relationship. But what I want you to pay attention to is exactly how your friend makes you feel. This is probably gonna be a familiar very familiar feeling for you, right? Because if that's your best friend, you've come in contact with them quite a few times. This is not a new sensation for you. So it's gonna feel familiar. But outside of feeling familiar, it's gonna feel like something else. So a lot of things can start coming up for you in this moment in time. There's no right or wrong answers. But you know. I urge you to almost like describe or get present to the feeling that that person creates in your body. And, um, you know, you may start getting messages about your relationship. The messages can be in the term, in forms of like in, in the form of color as in like, what is the primary color of your relationship as a frequency, right? What is the, um, dominating emotion because there's always one or two or three dominating emotions for any partnership, for any relationship. What is that emotion? Because you're going to start picking up on it right now. Is that love? Is that serenity? Is that joy? You know, is that laughter and fun? You know, like how does that friend make you feel? How, how does it make, make he or she make you feel, right? So you're going to be really submerged in that emotion. You may even start getting uh, certain um, images of like you together doing something or you together being somewhere, right? Which is almost like a very traditional thing for you to do, right? You know, what are you? What are you up to? Are you fooling around? Are you just hanging out? Are you talking? You know, is I don't know, is 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 one taking care of the other? Like, what is that relationship? Because everything that you see right now is very characteristic of your relationship not just with this human but with a soul right essentially what you're getting right now is the information that goes as deep as the soul Some of you may start getting certain hits from past lives that you may have lived together. You know, what is a common relationship? Some of you may be like, well, yeah, in this moment in time, this isn't my best friend. But also very often maybe we come as sisters or brothers. So maybe very often this person comes as my child or I come as their parent or maybe very often they come as, I don't know, something else like a mentor what have you, right? So like look at and pay attention to the roles that you tend to play for one another. Um, you may also get things around, you know, what is the biggest benefit on, for both of you from this relationship? And you may have all kinds of relationships. You may have relationships that are nurturing. So in other words, you're just a support structure for one another. You may have relationships where you're motivating the other person and they're motivating you. In other words, the, these types of partnerships are always going to push you forward. These types of partnerships are not going to let you stay in the status quo. These types of partnerships are not going to let you stay in your comfort zone. They're going to push you out of si- outside of your comfort zone. They're going to push you to towards bigger and better things. Certain partnerships are very healing on many levels, right? Healing emotionally, healing mentally, healing energetically. Certain partnerships are, um, you know, their, their main frequency is just loyalty. You know, having that one person that's going to Be there for you no matter what, that you can trust. No backstabbing energy, no nothing, right? Uh, You can have a relationship where one partner brings a lot of wisdom, right? You can have uh, relationships when one partner really helps the other with things like recognition or fame or even money for one, like one way or another, right? You can have relationships that are perfect business partners, right? Where you really see that you work very well together in building something. You can have extraordinary partnerships uh, that propel, you know, um, one another into spiritual growth, right? So certain relationships souls come together um, into, uh, they come into when they mean for a particular life to be very spiritual life, right? Because they act as stepping stones for one another and for each other, right? Certain relationships you have, they help you overcome your limitations, right? They take you outside of your comfort zone. Those are challenger relationships. That can still be your best friend, by the way, right? Certain relationships are, it's almost like every time you have a blind spot, that person covers your blind spot, right? So um, I urge you to actually look into like what kind of relationships What kind of universe do you co-create together, right? What is its vibration? Is it the, the frequency of love? Is it the frequency of communication? Is it the frequency of changing the world together? Is it the frequency of being happy and joyful in the moment? Is it the frequency of going deep within? Is it the frequency of sisterhood or brotherhood, of being able to fully trust somebody? Whatever that is, right? Pay attention, right? There is a lot you can learn about that relationship, right? You can also actually watch in your mind's eye how your energies interact and intermingle with one another, you know. Um, And is it that, you know, is it like a fair 50-50 split? Is one person more dominating than the other? You can tell a lot by doing this diagnostic. And you can also tell what kind of thoughts the other person tends to create in you like what kind of thought patterns thought loops thought frequencies exist within this universe is it the nurturing of like the thoughts of nurturing one another um is it something else potentially now i mean again we're looking at your best friend so let's just say that the frequencies here are going to be limited compared to the greater whole right but I i wanted you to have this experience because this one is supposedly easy Right now what's fun actually what is fun is by the way going through this exercise you may feel like you felt absolutely nothing. I just want to validate that right. Enough of you're like I don't know I saw something I'm not sure what I saw is even real. I will tell you that don't worry about that for now. Everything is real because everything is information and you're meant to be getting this information right now so don't worry about getting it wrong or getting it right. You're getting exactly what you're supposed to be getting in the moment so that's one. Two is this, the only way you're going to start learning how good, bad, or in between a relationship is, is by comparing it to other relationships. So while we're at it, right, there are a couple of relationships that I think would be very good for you to look at to start comparing. Now, we've been here where, you know, we've been on a good relationship. I think the next one would be interesting to see either like somebody that you consider to be your enemy or somebody that you just don't gel very well with you know they may not be your enemy because a lot of people don't even consider anybody their enemy which is great by the way but mm, you know you may not have that arch nemesis but I'm pretty sure a lot of you most of you have come and have in contact with people that you're just like not feeling for at all you're like I it's like they're from another planet or I'm from another planet. We just don't get each other. You know, their jokes are not funny to me. Their lifestyle is not something I can relate to. I'm just not interested. And it's generally a very mutual feeling. So whoever that person is in your life that you're just like not feeling it, I actually encourage you to imagine right now that that person is standing in front of you. And I want you to stretch out your hands and do the connection again. Allow them to take you by the hands, connect with them. And then you want to see what's happening in that relationship, right? You may see a lot of different things. You may see, like I said, that separation wall. You may see that the type of the quality of your energy it's just not very conducive to mixing. Like some energies, there is no separate, Like there is not uh, meaning they're not separate, there is no separation between them, but they still don't mix very well. And you, in that moment, you're literally going to be able to see what is the energy that they bring to the table, what is the energy that you bring to the table, and exactly why they're not mixing, right? If there is any hidden agenda, by the way, from that other person, you may be able to see it now as well that may be communicated to you uh it may come to you in symbols it may come to you in you know maybe a potential uh messages like as in like voice messages like a sentence or a word um you know very often the energies that don't mix well together could be for instance somebody that's very high vibrational very ancient soul and somebody is a very young soul that's like one example Um, another type is, and I don't want to oversimplify energy, but I just want to give you examples. If one, uh, energy is too much like air and the other energy, for instance, is too much like water, um, they just don't intermingle very well. In other words, you know, in the same way that you have your air and it stays above the ocean, they can coexist You know next to each other but they don't intermingle in other words the air doesn't eat up the water and the water doesn't eat up the air there's like a demarcation line and they exist separately right so that could be like another uh example of like why things don't mix very well together um there there may be other reasons as well right why something doesn't intermingle there may be actually a feeling that one being is causing in the other that's making them withdraw right like one reason for that is jealousy or hatred right any negative emotion that one being has consistently felt towards the other being and in this particular instance i'm not talking very higher echelons right but i'm talking the actual incarnations right um those energies are not going to mix very well together and in fact, you would even be able to see outcomes. And that is you, by the way, being able to see the future. That's the most fascinating part of it. Because you may actually fast forward, right? Literally, you would want to fast forward. Like Once you clap somebody's hands and like you connect, you, you can fast forward five years down the road, 10 years down the road, three months down the road, and see. Maybe you won't be able to see the actual events of what's happening. And by the way, that may be less important. But you would be able to feel the vibe, right? So, for instance, for pairs, for people that, you know, when one person is very jealous of the other, you're going to start seeing either, you know, backstabbing behavior or like out- outward confrontational behavior. You're going to start seeing that there is a lot of darkness. Like, um, actually, in this particular instance, the energy of jealousy, the energy of envy, hatred, it's all going to look tarnished. So it's going to be either black or gray or deep brown. So it's gonna be this polluting energy. Whereas most uh, universes, most collective energy fields, they're on the lighter side of the spectrum. They don't have to be white, most aren't white, but they are a pure color, or they are a very intense, bright vibration as well. If you start getting blackness or darkness, it is some a uh, type of disharmony, right? And very often you would be able to see that, you know, uh, you would be able actually to see the amount of jealousy as well. You know, is it a drop in the ocean or is it getting worse over time? So when you just clasp your hands together, if you just initially see like a little drop of black liquid and then you fast forward 10 years down the road, all of a sudden it turns into the ocean of black liquid, you know that this relationship doesn't really have much of uh, potential. It doesn't have potential. Uh, by the way, You can play things out with that person and be like, okay, this is the universe that we collectively have, right? You know, this me and this other person. Show me what would happen if we were married. And then you imagine that you're married and you're fast forward. And again, it's almost like you've been dipped into what that would feel to be married to that person energetically, emotionally, mentally. And you would kind of, you know, with time, even if you don't, if you're not able to do it right away, with time, you're going to be able to know exactly what your frustrations with that person are 20 years into the marriage. And not only that, but what their frustrations are with you. You're going to be like, well, actually, no, you know, at the honeymoon stage, it feels like everything is cool. I fast forward 20 years and we're like trying to divide the house because we're so frustrated. And my main frustration in 20 years from now is going to be, we just don't get along as parents, for instance. And I'm really frustrated because, you know, the other being is not doing, is not responsible for anything around the house. And I'm the one that's responsible, for instance, like that could be a plausible future. The the good news is you're going to be able to look at the different outcomes. And the reason that this is not you making things up is because energy doesn't lie. Energy mixes according to a set of universal laws that you don't need to concern yourself with right now. But in the same way that if you put one pinch of salt and one pinch of sugar together in the same exact proportion, it's always going to give you the same end result of the two things mixing. It's always, always going to be the same level of salty and the same level of sweet and not different levels if you're mixing the same amount of ingredients. Same thing with energy because energy doesn't lie. But, but... You know, certain energies that don't mix together right away over time tend to create disharmonies and karma, right? And, you know, it is all kind of operating according to a set of mathematical equations that you don't need to know. But by you fast forwarding and telling the universe what to show you five years down the road, three years down the road, 10 years down the road, you're going to be able to diagnose this relationship and its future way better than a lot of other diagnostic tools. In other words, if you're dating a guy or you're dating a girl, right? You're dating someone. And you're trying to understand if this person is marriage material. Do yourself a favor. Do this quick diagnostic. See it two years down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. You know, at the deathbed, what it looks like. How do you feel? Like, how does that relationship progress? Because like I said, everything, um, you know, everything is a progression, but the more energies interact and the more energies commingle, the more they interact with each other, it is it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's a principle of um, amplification or multiplication. Essentially, it multiplies over time. It's going to be aggregated over time. So week one, it may not be, you know, that apparent yet. So you're still in the, you know, early stages. But 10 years in, 20 years in, it's going to be painfully obvious whether the energies are mixing well together or not. In fact, what you may see that, you know, what you may see if you do this type of exercise is that, you know, hey, you say you've been very much in love with this person, right? It's possible, obviously, if you're considering marriage. Um, but then you fast forward five years and all you see is this, all you feel is this indifference, and boredom and like you don't care what the other person says right and that's a sure giveaway that this relationship is just not meant to last right but whatever spark you're feeling right now is maybe a romantic spark but it doesn't have potential for a long-term partnership so pay attention right specifically to the emotional frequency you are exceptionally good at picking up on emotional frequencies that your body does not lie So as you fast forward and try to look at this relationship, watch your emotion. How does it feel to be in the skin of somebody who's been with that person for 20 years, five years, I don't know, 15 years, whatever the number is, right? How does it feel? And just allow yourself to stop in that moment and simmer in those feelings for three moments or three minutes, right? And then you can switch, you can fast forward. Your body is going to, really really feel like if something feels down oh my god maybe an organ in your body all of a sudden starts to hurt or you just feel like I don't know you're tired all of a sudden none of these is good signs that is how your body is going to feel 20 years down the road if you stay with this person I believe that if humanity used this simple diagnostic just even if they just used it once in their life before getting married it would have really re- drastically, dramatically re- reduced the number of divorces that people go through. In fact, I would urge you, if you're building, trying to build a family with somebody, fast forward to a, a point when you both are parents. And fast forward to a point where, you know, your kids are living for college or like they're left the house. Like those are two very important points. The time in your family when the kids are joining and coming in, and then the time of your family when the kids are leaving. Those are the two big tests, right? Because your life is going to shift with new people being introduced to it by new people, I mean new children, right? So you want to make sure and double check that it still feels good for you to be with that person in both of these instances, right? Now, what I think would be very interesting for you to keep honing in and to keep, keep perfecting the skill set is to look at maybe more variation. Of this. Um, It may be fun for you to do almost like a quick scan, right? The next one I think you should try, you should test to just see, compare and contrast, is your twin flame. So you don't have to know your twin flame. You just have to know that they exist. And you want to imagine that twin flame in front of you and connect to them. Whatever you feel in that moment is essentially as good as a partnership gets for you whether you realize this or not it's going to feel like an explosion of goodness and greatness and just the best possible partnership you can ever imagine that is holistic loves you unconditionally understands you unconditionally but at the same time knows how to make it, make it better so remember that feeling because this is your gold, golden standard you know it doesn't get much better than your twin flame relationship Um, And now it may be interesting for you to look at any people in your life and compare that to this, you know, to your twin flame relationship. Obviously, nothing can come close, but it's very nice to compare and contrast, right? And I urge you to try different, like, A, definitely look up the relationship with both of your parents. Paramount. You have to, you know, you will be surprised what may come through and how insightful that is, you know. For instance, if you never really understood your mother, if no matter how hard you tried, how much healing you did, you just didn't get her, chances are it's energy. And chances are you just can't fool it, right? And just looking it up, doing a quick diagnostic like this may really, really help. Um, do a couple from your older friend with your older friends too, because you know, older friends and newer friends are going to be very different. You know, what you needed as a best friend when you're five years old versus 15 versus 30 versus, you know, however many years, right? 50, 60, 75. You're, what you require from a best friend is, is very different, right? So chances are the relationships that you used to have and not the relationships that you do have and the relationships that you will have, right? right? So it could be fun to just browse, you know, what your relationships are with your best friends. It is extremely fun to browse them and do the same diagnostic for your relationship with your animals. I will tell you, it feels a little bit different, but the universe that you create with an animal, there is essentially a purpose of why an animal comes into your life, like a pet. And that purpose is extremely clear as you do this diagnostic. You don't actually, by the way, need to... Place your palms or like do any heart to heart. Just get into the vicinity of your animal and imagine that there is like a thread connecting you, like a circle connecting the two of you. And you will start feeling what is the dominating emotion that's connecting you. For some of you, the answer is going to be this animal really came to protect you. You will get very strong guardian energies. You would get very strong protector energies. You may get healer energies from your pet, like they came to heal you from an emotional wound or some other wound. You may get the energies of unconditional love. The pet is just here to love you for who you are and share that frequency freely with you. The pet may be here to teach you a lesson as a teacher, you know, whatever that lesson is. You may even ask what it is and, you know, it may be revealed to you, et cetera, et cetera. There are many relationships that you can have with your pet. I think it's quite fascinating to look at that as well. Um, you may look at a relationship with your mentor if you have like a good mentor, right? And just again, for comparison's sake, you may look at relationships with people that you never really like liked. Um, you, yeah, um, you may look at the relationships with your spirit guides. If you know your, you know, some particular spirit guides of yours, you may even look at that. Any of your ancestors, whatever you want, like the world's your oyster. I actually think it's it's fun to, you know, just keep browsing and keep diagnosing, Um, And, you know, for instance, understanding why you picked certain partners because it may actually shed the light on what your mission is as well. Um, For example, you may find that your significant other, right, uh, is really always upping up your game. (laughs) right and so or like they're always you know say you may remember that you tend to go into incarnations together uh where the incarnations are challenging and you're here because you're you know each other's best partner through tough incarnations and that's how you know that this incarnation is one of the pillar incarnations for you right and you didn't come here to chill or chill or to snooze per se right but this is like hard work right but at the same time you would know what the potential of that relationship is as well as like true life partners right the potential of the relationship actually determines your incarnation it determines how far you can go in this life right so you may start getting a lot of visibility into one plus one equals how many within any of your relationships i think it actually may be fascinating for you to look at all of your exes And any of the relationships that never worked out, that just didn't work out. Any friendships that are no longer friendships, especially if there's deep wounding around any of them. Same thing around your exes, if there's deep wounding. You may just want to look up from the energy perspective. And see what wasn't jiving. See what wasn't vibing in that relationship from the energy perspective, right? I hope this, you know, this is quite simple. And by the way, I know you can get good at this. There is absolutely nothing hard about this. It's a very simple practice. It's a very simple diagnostic. Um, And, you know, you can use it very quickly. You can train yourself to be able to use it very quickly. Uh, Enough so that you would be able to make very, very quick intuitive decisions on, on, on someone if you need to, you know. For instance, I don't know. Uh, say you're picking a surgeon, you know, for like a treatment of yours. You can imagine yourself connecting with a surgeon and you can see, you know, whether their energies are good for you or not. You know, I'm not saying you should do that, but it's definitely available to you if you want to. Right? Uh, or if you're, I don't know, trying to hire somebody to work for you or on your team or something, right? You can do the same exact thing. Like, see. Not just separately what their energy is all about, but collectively what can you create together, right? By the way, this also works on groups of people. How do you do that? How do you do the diagnostic in a group of people and why would you want to do diagnostic in a group of people? Um, I don't know, in teams, for instance, that's one way. Or if you're looking for like, an, uh, you know, this concept of the tribe is very important. For, I know, a lot of spiritual folks, everybody's always looking for the tribe. Uh, They're like, where's my tribe? Where's my tribe? The thing is, one person that is a toxic person or that doesn't mingle with a group can really shift the vibrations of the group of up to 30 people, right? So one bad apple really spoils 30 apples around and just saying. So if you're serious about creating groups of people, especially the ones that are, I don't know, trying to build something together that's long-term. Obviously, you're not going to do this for a party. You know, if you're trying to invite people to a party, you're probably not going to want to, like, spend, you know, all this time trying to figure out if the group is going to jive well together unless you really want to as a practice. But if it is something serious, if you're, like, looking to start a project with somebody, right, uh, go into business together, if there's equity splits or any of that, right, or if you're hiring somebody, going to pay their salary, you might as well just look at the group energy. Um, Say there are, I don't know, you're trying to see if five women, if you're building, I don't know, like a, a women's group or I don't know, like a brotherhood of some sort, right? And there are five people. You want to imagine the five of you holding hands and you want to imagine that each of you is donating energy. Um, to the and, and sending energy to the center of that circle that you collectively are making. And then in the center of the circle, there is almost like a well. And the well is the receptacle of all of your collective energies. For larger groups of people, you would be able to instantaneously say, if, so, if like everything is in harmony, or if there is something that's not in harmony with or if someone or something that's not in harmony with the rest of the group. It's almost like that person is going to create a dissonance. And you, you would notice that by everybody essentially sending light and love kind of and like beautiful colors into the middle of the group, into that the well. And this one person just somehow is sending darkness or something that's polluted or twisted or distorted in some way. And that's going to be very easy for you to tell who's the odd one out. And, you know, also people's, um, you know, Oh, you you may also want to do that fast forward and do this over time. Because over time, something that may be like a small streak of negativity can really accumulate and can really turn a really good situation quite sour. So again, this same diagnostic works on groups of people. right? Um, highly recommend that as a practice. Highly recommend this as a tactic, as a tool. Um, I wanted to see if the collective has any questions for me. It uh, doesn't have to be about, I mean, ideally uh, something related to what we spoke about today. But if you just had a general question about relationships, as long as it serves a human collective, I'm here to listen., uh, please state your question. The question is this: If I am seeing a lot of darkness in a relationship, if I'm seeing almost like a polluted universe of darkness with a lot of blackness and black, almost like blood clots, the question is, does it, what does it mean? Does it mean that I have to cut, you know, part ways with a person because aren't we here to learn essentially? You know, aren't we here to work through our collective karma, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Well, this one is a tough one because it's really hard to advise not knowing who this person is to you. Let me tell you that. If that person is really deep in, you know, like if you have a very deep relationship with that person, as in it's really hard for you to shake them off, right? For instance, family or somebody that you already have commitments, strong commitments with, like in business, like a business partner or something, right? Um, or even like a boyfriend-girlfriend like relationship that is like a serious relationship, chances are if you're seeing darkness come through, but you already are kind of very strongly connected to them, tied to them, it is a karmic relationship. In other words, it's going to be very hard for you, very hard for you to just shake the person off, Right? In that instance, in that instance, you're going to have to work towards fixing this relationship and we can talk about how to do that, right? In all other cases, as in, if you're just meeting this person just now, trying to decide if you want to be their friends, friend, trying to decide if you want to, I don't know, borrow money from them or get into any type of contractual obligation with them whatsoever, or have them be your healer, mentor, or any of that, and then you see all of this darkness in that relationship, I say it's not worth it, right? You may want to just, you know, cu- cut your losses early. I'm just saying because if you're seeing darkness in your collective vibrational field, it will manifest in the physical. It will manifest in one way or another. It is just, you know, it's impossible for it not to somehow some way this distortion is going to find a way to mess with your head right or mess with your emotions it's just not a good relationship so if you see all of this darkness and you can avoid being friends with that person or being close with that person please do if you are already in with someone first by the way if you're creating collective darkness together Right. For instance, like that, like a good example really is one person that is really jealous because the other person is the mirror that's making them jealous. Right. In other words, say that the one person is jealous of somebody else's beauty uh, or actually intellect. They, they think the other person is really smart. This person who is triggered by the other person being smart could be in a thousand relationships right now that are not going to trigger that person. Right. In other words, if you look at the universes of this person with a ton of other people, that jealousy is not going to get triggered. But in this particular case, it is. And if it is, it will manifest itself, right? So yes, it is always, I guess, an opportunity to heal and release something that could be a karmic knot or an inconsistency or a distortion, right? You always have to ask yourself, is the juice worth a squeeze? Because fixing a relationship that's this polluted with darkness is not always easy. I will tell you, one way to start fixing this relationship on an energetic level is imagining, right, that there is a waterfall of white light, diamond desk light, pearlescent white light, and that it is located right above the, both of your heads and right in the middle, Right? And you want to imagine that these beautiful clean waters of that waterfall are starting to fall down into your collective well, into your collective universe, and it's starting to wash away the darkness little by little by little. It is possible to make the situation better with this exercise. Is it going to fix it completely? No, it won't. You're going to have to make some moves in the physical as well, right? because actions also really matter in the physical but it could help alleviate some tension and it could help lessen the intensity of whatever is a distortion that you're going through in other words it's going to make matters better not worse it's kind of like if the relationship is dirty it needs a shower type of concept so not very far from that so I hope that's helpful in other words, you can always do some energy work to cleanse something if it's not optimal, right? That is for relationships that are like there's darkness, right? Like gets a bad trigger. Unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do around mixing energies that don't want to mix. There is, you know, if there is one of those, there's very little you can do. And in fact, definitely not over one incarnation. So again, if the relationship, if, if the energies just don't mix well together, it's like tough luck, right? Either cut that relationship out or learn to accept that it's not going to be one of your close relationships and most likely there is a lesson there, right? It's a lesson so you can learn what not feeling close to somebody feels like. So when you get the person that you feel close with, you appreciate them more, if that makes sense, right? There's really no quick remedy for mixing the energies that are of the vibrational frequency or spectrum that don't want to intermingle because you're not source consciousness uh, in its entirety. You're part source consciousness, not the entirety of source consciousness, right? It's possible for source to mix the things that don't mix well together. A lot harder for like an individualized human or a soul, right? So just saying. I wanted to see if there is another question from the collective, anything that may have been unclear about what I said or anything that's related to what we discussed. Um, I'm here to take a question uh, as long as it serves a human collective. <laughs> um, the answer is... <laughs> I love you guys. I just want to give you a virtual hug. The answer is this. I'm really in love with this person. Not the answer to the question. So... The soul is in love, or the human is in love with this other being. And they've done the exercise. And according to the exercise, they're really, really good friends, but not very good romantic partners. <laughs> and, you know, they fast forward and they're like, we're just really good friends, you know. Uh, but there's no spark, there's no romantic spark. So they're wondering if they can use the practice of adding the frequencies of love into their well. Like like a red waterfall or something of love and hearts. And if that is going to change it. And the answer is, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> this is really, it's lovely. I, I love how innovative you guys are. Let me give you credit. That is actually a really interesting idea. But please don't do it. Because you cannot change the energetic makeup of a frequency. Essentially, you're telling me that you already are friends with that person or whatever, how, how your natural energies intermingle is friendship, which is not a distorted energy. Friendship is a cohesive energy. It is when things go right. It's not when things fall apart, right? The reason that we were able to do the cleanse in the past is because energies like jealousy and hatred don't really the pre- represent the truth of something. They represent the distortion of the truth, right? So all we were doing with that relationship by clearing it and cleansing it is getting it out of the distortion into the truth of what it is. But what you're suggesting is quite different. What you're suggesting is love magic and black magic at that, right? It's taking away somebody's free will. And that is not what we are going to do at all. And this is not what you should do. And by the way, it's not even going to work, right? So what you're saying is the truth of this relationship is friendship, but I don't like the truth of this relationship, and I would like to force it into being a romantic love, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. That is definitely the realm of black magic. And, oh my God, you don't want to know what happens karmically for anybody practicing love magic and love spells. Depending on the strength of the love spell, Up to 77 generations, not kidding, 77 generations of your future children may have to pay the price. 77 is an extreme. An average is nine generations is on average for love spell magic or taking uh, away people's free will. So please don't do it. Do yourself a favor. Don't do it. Do your future children a favor. Don't do it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hope that was helpful. But I do I do want to almost give you a virtual hug because that's a very innovative idea and I, I think it's kind of interesting that you even came up with it. Let's do one last question. I think I have, um, you know we have room for one more. Anything you wanted to ask about this um, you know, framework, um, anything at all? Uh, if you as long as it's serves a human collective, I'm here to hear it. Um, the answer is, oh, sorry. The question is. The question is. The only thing I'm getting. So essentially, they're somebody's doing the exercise, and the only thing they're getting back is feedback. Is the color? They're like, I'm seeing this ir- iridescent purple going into blue, and they're like, I'm not entirely sure what this means for a relationship. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Okay, you're gonna have to become a little bit of an interpreter of frequencies. That's part of your particular learning process. So what you're telling me is, um you have some clear voyance right you have some clear vision and they've shown you a visual frequency you could tell a lot by the color of the relationship and i urge you to use your intuition i'm happy to interpret this one for you right by the how i see the color they just described to me but it's very important that you're not afraid of making a mistake Because your intuitive hits are always right. And by the way, through this process, your guides are working with you also. So they're sending you intuitive hits. They're helping you out. Make no mistake. You're not in this alone. You never were. You never will be. It is a group exercise. Right? There are a lot of beings of light that are interested in helping you to get this right. So don't worry and don't fret. You can tell a lot by the color of a relationship. You can start, actually, if you totally don't know where to start, start with the colors of the chakra, right? The chakras, right? So blue is your throat and violet is your third eye, right? Right there, you already have amazing clues. These are your higher chakras. So this means that this is a very high vibrational relationship. We're not talking, you know, living paycheck to paycheck if this is a partnership. This one is a partnership based on perfect communication. That's why you have the throat area colors in here, the blues, right? So this is like a very deep connection through communication, authentic communication, being able to be in your truth, taking somebody in their truth, right? And accentuating that living on the path for one another maybe so these are this definitely looks like a spirit contract to me for that for this partnership right because these are very high vibrating energies right and by the way once we get into the purple range that is a very spiritual partnership so you are probably meant to do something together in the spiritual field or raise each other up maybe help each other awaken maybe help each other open up the different special abilities and you know in one another Uh, Maybe there is even a business around bringing more light to this planet, right? But in other words, try to interpret the colors. Don't worry about getting it wrong, right? Getting the information visually around colors is a perfect way to start, right? You have to stop judging the format of information that you're getting because your guys are not stupid. If they're sending you something, That means that A, they know and they trust that you can interpret it. B, they think that this is the best possible medium of all the communication mediums that they could have been using to get the point across to you. So just trust, surrender, and let your God give you the answers, right? And by the way, even if they're showing you the color, I urge you to dive into a feeling, right? Just place yourself as if this was an ocean. If this color wave, the violet and the blue, was an ocean. If you were to submerge yourself in that, how would it feel? Is it serene? Is it intense? Is this the energy of anxiety? Obviously not. You know that this is a very serene energy. This is a very calm energy, right? You don't need sophisticated color theory, analysis to know that, right? Just feel into the energy, surrender and trust what comes through. You are wiser than you know. You are more ancient than you know. You have all the tools that you could possibly need to make this practice work. I believe in you. I know you have what it takes. I know. Trust me and trust yourself. I hope this was helpful. I, yeah, I hope this was helpful. I love doing uh, relationship topics. And I'm sending you a big, big, big virtual hug. Have a great day. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please visit thisismaria.com. For more insights and offerings from Maria and Sergey, it dot t-h-i-s-i-s-m-a-r-i-y-a.com. We hope to see you in future episodes.